Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wong, Pick All right. Quick draw McBrandon there. Uh, hey, this is Todd Novak. We are thrilled that you are listening to our show right now, and we hope you enjoy it for the next hour or so. This is the Guitar Knobs podcast. Tony, what do we like to do on this show here? We like to talk to people in the music industry that are boutique builders, if you will, of, yeah. of pedals. Sometimes we talk to influencers. Yeah. Sometimes we talk to reviewers. Yeah. But our main focus, I think, if I'm... Correct me this if I'm wrong. This is what we are actually famous for. So we are we, we like to, we, we talk we, to boutique builders of guitars and amps and pedals and pick guards, for right. instance, and pickup makers and... Uh, right. All the big spotlights were being used on the big boys. So we went to this nice little yard sale. We got a smaller spotlight and we've shown it on all the I little think it's still builders. It's a very bright spotlight. It's a bright one. It's just a little smaller. It's just that's a okay. little bit smaller. That's the way we like it. But anyhow, you know, these are some people that don't always get the attention that they deserve. That's true. Whether it's, you know, a, a guitar, an amp, a pedal, whatever, that uh, people are putting together, not just, you know, to satisfy the mass market. But occasionally for a very niche. Their voice market. needs to be heard. And we are the voice. No, no, we're they're the oh, voice. Oh, they're the voice. Yeah. We are the <laughs> Anyways, we got one of those voices on the line. Shut up, Tony. Who is this? <laughs> this is Oliver Ackerman from Death by Audio. Holy moly, Death by Audio is in the house. We are thrilled that that uh w- that we got this interview right well, now. Thanks so much, man. You better believe it. Uh, for any of you not familiar with Death by Audio by name, you may be familiar with one of the most famous fuzz pedals out there, the Fuzz War. And uh, these guys made it. And a lot yep. of other amazing pedals, too. And uh, they've got a, a really neat, a neato brand. And we're going to dig right into it. And we've got the founder right here in our grasp. <laughs> so... <laughs> Is he We're the voice? A fun time. He is. Yeah. He is the voice. He is the voice. There you go. I can't wait. And we are the projector. Right. Sure. All right. All right. I got to stop this right now with you guys. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get to a couple of announcements real quick. Do you have any announcements, gentlemen? I do. Oh, Jared does. Well, well, well. I would like to announce, and this is a Brandon Wound pickups announcement. I will have a booth at Summer Nam. Ooh. Oh, cool. All right. So I will be talking about that until Summer Nam. Well, maybe. Have you guys ever been before? Yes. We went went this last summer. Yeah. I've been there many times, but. Yeah. I've never displayed. Yeah, it's going to be a first time thing. So it'll be interesting. We're we're going to let Jared. uh, do his thing and uh, tell us of his experiences. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll do something. Oh, yeah. Down uh, the road. Oliver, have you been to the Summer Nam down there? In I Texas? never have. No, but I've been to Nashville many a times, but never to Summer Nam. Yeah. It's pretty dang fun. It's yeah. different. It's- now, it's fun to walk around all day, but I mean, if you have a booth, obviously you're you're paying good money for that and you're really hoping to make some good connections and get some business out of it. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I think it's worth mentioning that I think outside the venue is where a lot of the bonus action happens because there's yeah. more places, smaller places that's easier to get to. They're right there um, to, to, you know, have 
uh, little shindigs with people. It's um, a good thing to, it's a sure. good place to loosen up, you know? Yeah. Especially out there. In <laughs> well, I think it's good training if you yeah. ever do decide to do the uh, the Winter Nam out in California, because that is a monster of a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sure. lot of work standing there and just smiling and talking to people all day <laughs> about, you know, and trying to sell your product and being genuine, you know, after yeah, yeah. eight hours of standing all day. For sure, it's a crazy experience. Yeah. You you were out there slinging it big time, weren't you, Oliver? Yeah, I never thought I'd be doing anything like that, but uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and you were on a pretty busy aisle, as I recall. Yeah, I think we were on kind of a sort of metal row or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, they always <laughs> put us there with death by audio, thinking that we make some uh, coffin cases or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys had a great presence there, and I appreciated you guys and your full, uh, you know, regalia. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a fun time. It was great meeting all the, your whole crew. Um, so, uh, Tony, you got anything else there? Buddy? I don't have any announcements right now, but I'm okay. I'm, I'm excited for Jared because I think it's going to be a good good step for him. I, I agree. I agree. I think people need to hear actually hear and play his pickups, and that's what he's planning on. And I'm sure he'll remind us constantly. So anyways, uh, on to my announcements. Uh, we had a fantastic little, you know, speaking of NAM, there's a new announcement out there. Btronics mm. is actually doing their pre-order for the Buzz, Buzz. Buzz the Swarm, the oh, Swarm cool. it's called. Yeah, and, I heard that at NAM. That was awesome. Oh, Did you guys watch that video? Oh, yeah. yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. And so that's a really, really interesting pedal. This this is gonna pedal that is going to sell out, and then it's gonna then they're gonna do another run. It's gonna sell out. And they're gonna do another run. It's gonna sell. Out. So get over to Btronics uh, website and uh, get yourself on that on that pre order list. It's a pretty great pedal. Uh, also, I want to let everybody know our if you hopefully you recall our, our some of our chatter and we added on Instagram Copper Sound pedals did a, a nice little gift for us, uh, the pedal board flashlights, which as you recall, I was like, why would anybody want a pedal board flashlight? And then I got one. I was like, oh my gosh, this is genius. <laughs> so um, I, we, we got to talking with him and I said, you know, I'd really like to get a, uh, get a couple of these for me and I, I want to give them away to a couple of our listeners. So I think we're going to give away two of them. And so be looking out for that on Instagram. I will make an announcement. And they're super fun. They're orange, and they have a black guitar knobs logo on it, and it's cool. Yeah, you know the only thing that I wish. What's that? Tony? I wish that it had like a foot switch on it. What would that? What good would that do you? Well, because you can use your thumb on a foot switch. That's true. Instead of a toggle. Yeah. Instead of the toggle. Okay. Well, yeah. Alex, hopefully you're listening. <laughs> That's just me. Make, there don't you go. tell me he wants a foot switch on his. <laughs> you left the light on, the show's going on, you want to turn it off. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's gotcha. say you're playing, you're in the middle of the show, you're playing, you got to yeah. turn off the light. Yeah. Got to use your foot. Yeah, or leave it on, it's just effects. <laughs> oh yeah, strobe it. Exactly. Blow, blinding <laughs> the audience. Um, it is a pretty handy little tool though. I actually used it. I actually cool. used ours at the show last, last week. There you go. I just elevated my vocal tones. So um, the other one is, uh, as I mentioned before, we are going backwards with our executive producers and we want to include their four on the floors. 
So if you are a new executive producer, you can submit your four on the floor. And we do just do a quick read on it, not the extendo version for the guests. But uh, Sean S., who uh, you've heard us say his name many, many times. He's a great supporter of the show. And he submitted his four. So we'd like to share his. Um, I love hearing what people's four on the floor is like. It is one of my favorite things. Number one, the boss GE7 equalizer. Now, most people say equalizer. What the heck? That's that's one of your four pedals. But his is the model. His is modded by Frommel. I'm not familiar with Frommel, but apparently it's kind of a it's a it's an important mod. Uh, he said uh, putting this pedal in the effects loop makes that amp, makes my amp come alive, and I can do almost anything with it. Huh. But without the mods, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be so hasty to add it here. <laughs> they are a must for this pedal. And so we don't know what kind of mods were are done to it if it's uh, I it's I assume that it's one of the noise. It's like uh, what Alchemy does. They they kind of take out the noise okay. of the pedal. Okay. So it's really interesting and I li- it's interesting that he's using that in an effects loop too. I think that's kind of a curious way to use it. Well, that's kind of like the, you know, the old Mesa boogie with the with the five-way uh graphic EQ. See, sure. and this is why Tony's on the show, so he can say stuff there like that. Anything Sean S. does is interesting anyway. I, yeah. <laughs> so number two is the Wampler Tumnus Deluxe. He says, this one beat out my Wampler Black 65 Overdrive barely. I plan to propose to Brian Wampler at my earliest convenience to hell with what my wife says. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he apparently really, really loves this pedal. Uh, and then, uh, number three is the, uh, now I always, I think I'm going to mess up this name and Oliver, if you know better, c- please correct me. I, I believe it's a Neunaber. You could be right. I don't know. How's I've it, always it wondered exactly what it's, it was. Yeah. It's, how's new, it spelled? It's spelled like N-E-U. N-E-U. Yeah. It's Neu. Neunaber. Yeah. The Neunaber expanse now he is kind of uh known for a couple of his other pedals which are a little he's got some complex pedals but they're very highly regarded pedals um they've made it to a couple of our four on the floors actually his is the uh it's the the expanse with the exp pedal so the the expression pedal Mm -hmm. he said this one beat out my catlin bread echo wreck only because it can be used for a lot of the same echo effects it's really four pedals in one at any given time. I love this pedal and what it can do. And they keep adding new things on every software release. So that's interesting. It's kind of like the TC Electronics. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah it's... Uh, Brian Neunaber might also be invited into my love triangle if I ever get out to California. <laughs> or is it a quadrangle now? A square? Anyways, pure genius in programming these things. <laughs> <laughs> I like right. that he. I like that he kept the. You know, I like a running joke, right? <laughs> and then number four is the Digitech. This one's really interesting. The Digitech Jam Man Stereo. I felt a little bit wrong including a looper pedal here, but my looper has been a good friend in practicing for several years now. It has been a good friend on this journey, and I felt wrong not to include, not to give it to do here. Uh, he was absent from guitar playing for a really long time, and he said that this really helped him with his muscle memory. Just oh, kind cool. of like oh, practicing. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, Sean S., a great supporter. Thank you so much for sharing your four on the floor. And uh, more to come from other fours on the floors. Yes. There you go. Nice one, Jerry. We love you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to what did we do in our music world this week? And 
Jared, go ahead. Oh, man. Just spin the wheel of what did I do because there's a bunch. Pick one. Pedals. Okay. We're going to talk about pedals. So Temple Board, uh, great board. And I'm going to go ahead and admit this publicly that I did not know what I was doing at all. <laughs> and I used stupid Velcro. He, as opposed to the to the actual devices that the go. The devices yes. are oh, these yeah. plates that stick to the yep. bottom of your pedal. And they then do. you, it comes with a little nut that you, you know, screw in on from the bottom. Yeah. Well, so I. That's what all the holes are for. Right. I wasn't <laughs> sure. For the I wasn't sure uh, how many of, of the sizes I need. So I just bought a lot of each size. And, you know, actually you can use a small one, a couple small ones on odd sized. And it's really a fairly simple system. And it's, it's great. Sure. So the only problem I ran into was some of my new Tron pedals. Uh, they have the original. Is that yet another pronunciation? I know. It's a new one. <laughs> of Mutron. That's the over-pronounced Mutron, because I can't say Mutron. Right. So uh, anyway, I actually had a conversation <laughs> with uh, the Mutron guy, Mutron guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. And they were discussing how to say it as well. So their pedals, they have the the old vintage rubber feet on them, and yes. I am not about to tear those off. Yeah, I'd, big squares or something. Right, right. They're, they're, right they're, they're like inch by inch, inch by inch squares. That's a, yeah, you know yeah. one inch by one. And so what I what I'm going to do is you know take one of those little nuts to the hardware store, and you know find out the what thread it is. It kind of looks like. Um, I don't know, 438 or some weird machine thread. 38, 39, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it is. And uh, I'm actually going to probably rig my own bolt so I can, you know, tighten those pedals down on that board. Yeah. Or you oh, can just take, you take it off and put adhesive on when they when you got to sell it. Sure. You could do that. Yeah. Cable tie it to the board or something. Yeah. Probably don't want to. I, 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 Vel- I don't want to do the cable tie. <laughs> <laughs> and the Velcro that was yeah. a bad but, mistake. But that's a good yeah. point. That's that's my issue with having. Uh, it's tough to have a fuzz pedal, or a, sorry, not a fuzz pedal, a wah pedal. Uh, some wah pedals on your board because then you have to have a. You got to figure out the different screws if you don't want right. feet on the board or. I mean, famously, oh my gosh, the rat is a nightmare to have on a board, uh, like the slant case rats. Goodness sakes. I you, always figure out like what the right size screw is and then just buy longer versions like, uh, you know, you guys were talking about, because then you yeah. can screw it through your board and you could even put the feet on the underside of it or something. But that's true. You know, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's the, a and, fix, but not the best. And the, well, the rat also has, not only does it have the feet, but then it has that, that like compartment giant the battery door the, back, the battery yeah. door. Yeah. but if you take that off like it's just a, it's just a goofy system it is not very clean anyways but and uh one more thing i wanted to add so real- get yourself a wood cutter <laughs> instead or a big big <laughs> hunk of epoxy yeah right <laughs> one more thing i wanted to add to my week was i went up to akron i was looking at uh some really cool guitars at a guitar shop there and uh he my buddy Dan, he pulls out this 1964 Stratocaster. It had um, a rosewood slab board, and uh, it was a one owner. 
and it was in really good shape. I mean, it still had the skin oil on, you know, where that bevel is, a cutaway on the on the lower corner. It was really cool. Like it was just wow. never messed with. And uh that was really that was really fun to play. Mm, Those old oil. Ones, they they feel a lot different. Just so different than the newer strats. They they were lighter. They just felt like they were handmade. And today's I don't know if they're because they're drowned in, you know, poly today, I don't know. But they just felt more real, you know, from mm. from the sixties and fifties or whatever. It's the truth. Yep. So that wraps up my week of what I did. Excellent. Let's hear from Oliver. Uh let's see. What did I do? I went to this party um at this house down the street and saw a band Don Babylon play. Uh they were pretty good. There was some other band, I can't remember their name, but they were pretty good as well. Uh kind of felt like the old dude at the party he definitely like walked in and was like standing on someone's jacket or something that was <laughs> yeah. on the ground. You know, but uh Was it like a that, house party kind of thing? Yeah, it was like a house party. party. Yeah. Cool. It was yeah. In a basement. Those are fun, man. Yeah. I, there should, there needs to be more of those. For sure. If you got a basement throw a party. Exactly. You know, so uh that was good. Um, besides that, just been playing and recording a lot of music, gearing up for this uh, tour that I'm about to go on on Sunday or something, heading to Australia and New Zealand. Whoa. Um, With so your band? Yep. Yeah. A Place to Bury Strangers. What's it called? A Place to Bury Strangers. All right. Well, everybody's going to rush then, out. Are you guys you on go. Spotify, right? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Okay. Um, Place and to then Bury Strangers. Were the, were the strangers Killed by death by audio? <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dark. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That sounds um, like fun. So yeah. Right that on. should be good fun. Yeah. Uh, Tony Baloney, what's going on, buddy? I think what I, I, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, sometimes uh, dealing with friends. Dealing? Uh, you mean like business dealing with yeah, friends? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Right. The, the, the gist of the story is I had a friend of mine. I paid you for the pig guard, right? i won my two (laughs) dollars no um uh a friend of mine put together a uh les paul customs type guitar uh and it took a long time and when i got it i was very disappointed Mm. it was not done well and i molded over for a couple of days and um finally i said you know i i i I think it to myself, I can't accept this as it is. It's just, you know, it's, it, it was too much money and it's not where it ought to be. So, um, then I, I spent another day or two figuring, how do I contact uh, this friend of mine and not <laughs> crush him and, right, not, and not, be a, not be in a real, you know, a bag of douche, uh, right. that, uh, <laughs> um, and 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 so what I ended up with is I I, I kind of spent a, a couple of minutes and I kind of wrote down what I liked and what I didn't like and had pictures to support all of that. And so I sent that over to him. Basically, just one you know wanted to see what his one reaction would be and two what he was going to do about it. Basically, and I half expected him to say, "Well, you know, it is what it is," kind of thing. But. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was pleasantly surprised, and he was he's he he said I want the the line that that really I, I really enjoyed the most was he said I want to do I want to make this right, 
And, cool. uh, and, 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 you know, I, I hope that that's the way he deals not only with friends, but with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, I make mistakes. Jared makes mistakes what? When, when we're making stuff. You know, we're not perfect. <laughs> no, you know? no, we are far from it. <laughs> and, and, and really the, it's, it's, it's all in how you handle the, the mix ups. And yeah. the, I mean, I, I did two this week and it's just like, it's going to cost me money to make it right, but I'm going to make it right. And, right. and, um, and my, my buddy, so long story short is he's going to put together a couple of really cool guitars. One of which is a, uh, it's kind of a Japanese tattoo Telecaster. I have seen this and I covet it. It's uh, the, oh, wow. the, the graphic work on it. It's, it's, it's basically, a uh, a Telecaster body or Cabernita body, uh, single pickup that has, um, uh, a Japanese tattoo print that's cloth put attached to the body. And then it's just soaked with a, with a ton of front of, and of back. lacquer. Front it and is back. awesome. It's, it's a really cool guitar. And I had, I w- over the years I've been saving certain pickups for different things. It's a single pickup humbucker. And, uh, it's, it's one of the old seventies, maybe early eighties, uh, the Marzio, uh, sun, the, 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 has the engraved cover, uh, with the sun logo right. on it. And supposedly those were all wound by Larry DiMarzio himself. And it's, it's essentially two strat coils underneath the cover. And it's a, just a kind of a cool pickup that I, I got years and years and years ago and I was just holding on to and it, and it, Kind of really ties in with the graphics. I on wonder the guitar. if those are the same pickups that are in that SunTech Strat copy that I have. It might be, and it's a neck through. That there's that Sun. The Sun label is in the the case of that guitar. Like mm-hmm. there's Demarzio, not to be confused with Sun amps. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, this is this is like an engraved <laughs> picture of of the sun, like yeah. in, you know, with big. It's really cool, and yeah. it's it's from the the mid late seventies or whatever, and they yeah. they sound really good. Yeah, they're they're cool pickups. So anyhow, yeah. there so was a lot, thing in the seventies. A lot of lot of sun stuff going on, like yeah. good vibes, suns yeah. and moons, stuff like that, and stars and, and clovers. Yeah. They're always after think, me, Lucky Charms. I think it's because of the type of drugs they were on, like aliens <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, but anyhow, so the, long story short, uh, long story longer, um, it's going to be a very cool guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's kind of a it, it when you see this thing, it just kind of takes your breath away. I know about one hundred and fifty tattoo artists that would give their, you know, right their arm thing. for that. Yeah, their their right arm <laughs> yeah. tattoo for that. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, that's so I uh, I'll have that together probably here in another week or two. And right then, on. Uh, you know, we can cool. we can. We'll bring it in. We'll commiserate. Yes. He just has to finish the neck on that, right? Yeah, it's going to be done this week, supposedly. He makes a good telly neck. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for me, we had a show this week, and I had just an amazing time. It was one of the rare occasions when you get to go and you play out, and uh, you end up just making friends with all the bands like we went to yeah we were at denny's at three o'clock in the morning just like (laughs) talking about the shows great that's the best i did that it was awesome 20 years ago there was nothing better than going to denny's at three in the morning (laughs) by yourself and back then you could smoke in denny's yeah that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) um so but that wasn't the that wasn't the necessarily the guitar related thing uh even though i was playing guitar um, but I brought a my Zoom H4N mic uh, to the show and just asked the guy behind the board. I said, "Hey, can you can you uh, 
record the room and uh, got a pretty decent recording out of it. It was a little nice. bit on the boomy side, but um, you know, what are you going to do? But we got yeah. the whole show in its entirety and uh, I didn't have to mess with anything or worry about anything. You just had it on a tripod back there. We had a good sound guy. So when you told awesome. me about this the other day, it really reminded me of the rewards of playing out and having yeah. a good time. It's not necessarily the cheddar that you do or don't get at the end of the night. It's just that was all given fun. to Denny's. Right. <laughs> we tipped it's the waitress just... really well. We had like 15 people. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. And they pulled us on like each of the bands, like kind of had a, uh, you know, pull up on stage. And I think I got up and did, we are one thirty eight with, uh, some of the guys wow. and we did, um, uh, neat, neat, neat from the dam. Yeah, that's and a great one. It was fantastic. It was neat, great. Neat. Anyhow. So, um, yes. Awesome weekend. It's great to talk about guitars. It's even better to play them. So, yeah. Uh, one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, four on the floor. Oliver Ackerman from Death by Audio, give it to us. Woo! Yeah. Uh, all right, my four on the floor. What pedals I think are uh, absolute? You kind of must have. Uh, the first one is a uh, Sansamp, and I don't really ever put this pedal on my board or anything like that. But it's kind of the ultimate pedal to have. In your guitar case, that makes sense. Okay. If, uh, Are you talking if, about the original Sansamp? Oh, actually, one of those base DI things. Oh, so okay. whatever that's called, I just nickname it. I guess that because of what it is. But um, you know, if you need a DI, it's a DI. If let's say your whole board, someone throws a beer on it, or you just can't get it to work, like you got a distortion pedal right there. You know, it so, happens, man. It happens, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you need all that stuff. Maybe you need to equalize something. It kind of can do all of that all in one pedal. So um, at this point, I don't even know how many I have. Maybe I have like four or five of them just because you kind of just need one at different times or I'll run it with different rigs or put it on a board to use as a DI somewhere. And then if you want to turn on the distortion, you got distortion to distort the DI. I'm the kind of guy who likes that, do that kind of thing. But right. uh, uh, yeah. That's it's cool. Very so it's sort of like a life preserver. Yeah, I'd say so. It's kind of good to have one and just keep it in your guitar case, I think. Well, what's interesting is right now, I mean, I think that there is a uh, palpable uprising of the sort of amp in a box kind of thing. Not not the, totally. not the kinds that are um, modeled, but like pretty true amp in a box. Uh, there's a couple released actually at the show. Step one. Totally. I mean, that is really good too. Like I've even seen it happen where someone's amp blows up and they have to use the sans amp and, you know, it's kind of sort of demoralizing kind of bums you out to have to play through the DI, but doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. I used to use, uh, I, I did a lot of acoustic gigs years ago and I, I used the sans amp acoustic DI and oh, yeah. I, it was it was really I mean a remarkable pedal because I mean every time you know the sound man just you know plugged plugged the XLR cable into that and it it always sounded good yeah yeah right on pretty easy to travel with yes totally easy <laughs> to travel with awesome uh, how about number two all right number two would be the uh, color sound super tone bender. Oh, that's twice that that's made it onto the, uh, well, the floor. The floor. It, it, yeah. It's one of the best pedals ever made. It's fantastic. And um, I got it a long time ago when the shop was still around. I guess, is it called like Marques or Marques? I don't know exactly how to say it, but 
you used to be able to order those pedals online and you'd even get like an email from the guy who made them, which I guess was the guy who ended up dying. But um, the pedal just sounds absolutely incredible. Must have been like carefully combed through to match like the transistors and everything. Because even if you kind of try to like build it yourself with the same components, it just never really quite sounds that doggone good. Hmm. Interesting. And, Are any of your pedals uh, based on that by chance? There's that's what the basis of just like the rough idea for the Fuzz War was. I wanted to make a pedal that I thought was like better than the Supertone Bender without like taking any of the direction from the actual schematic itself. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of my answer to that. You know, how, did, um, how do you think you fared? Uh, I think it's it kind of does that. You know, it's always sort of hard to tell. It's like depending on what you're playing through and what you're doing, you could kind of flip-flop or go either way but yeah um with at the time when i designed the fuzz war i was playing through a lot of twin reverbs and stuff and i think that that really kind of blew the color sound out of the water at that time but you know i still every once in a while grab the color sound off the shelf and you know play it you know and it sounds great so rad you know yeah it's a goodie i dig it cool well how about number three the next one would be uh, probably an unpopular choice for a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Zoom Multi Stomp MS100 BT might be <laughs> the base model, or maybe it's a Bluetooth model with the BT stands for. I don't know. But um, it's kind of a stupid pedal in a way where you've got a lot of menus that you have to scroll <laughs> Tell through. Tell us how you really feel. All this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, you know, I don't know. I always kind of find myself buying these multi-effects pedals just to kind of inspire myself to like scroll through and write songs and quickly just have different sounds that you can just kind of access. And this one just has some like really cool effects that I don't know, I haven't really heard anywhere else so much. So there's like this like freeze sound where you like strum a note and it freezes, delaying it until you hit another note to re-trigger the freeze. And uh, I don't know, some other kind of cool, wacky, wonky. That's like, like the uh, EHX freeze? It It's sort of, but uh, that is more like fluid, and this sounds kind of like crappy in some sort of way, which <laughs> is kind of awesome, right. you know? So right. uh, Hey, crappy uh, is kind of like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm also a fan of the, the, you know, I'm a fan of the effects processor. I don't want to oh, leave yeah. any stone unturned. I want to see what all that thing can actually do so totally those, those things Jared is me surprising as well. us constantly i never imagined that coming out of his face <laughs> i i have a couple of them well i know but there you go having them is one thing i spent like 30 minutes on one of mine the other night oh just, that's excellent just going through everything and laughing at my old precepts from 10 years ago yeah there you well, go uh, oliver i think you bring up a really good point in that oftentimes you know if we've cultivated a, a curated Rather, we've curated a board and we say, ha ha, this is my sound. And and you are playing, are you, do you have the right tools you need to to go out of your own box? And yeah. I, I love the idea of actually just having a multi-processor off to the side, you know, like a, like a Boss GT, whatever, and picking sure. a number and just going right through it and saying, all right, uh, okay, that's uh, that's an out-of-control phaser. I'm going to do something with it right now. And just give, <laughs> make, forcing totally. yourself to do a riff on it. I yeah. love that. I th- I want to try that. I'm going yeah. to commit to this. I'm do doing it. Do it. it. Put one of those on your board. inspired me. Yeah. I'll there let you, you use my process. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> all 
gonna uh, get you a pod. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me something cooler. I want a foot thing on it at least. Hey, I got, I got oh, you. Yeah, I got um, an old Digitech. Digitech. Yeah, I, I sold an old Digitech. I, anyway. I got the old silver one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, man. Maybe I'll try that one out. Okay. Anyways, here we go. Number three. Yeah. Oh, that was number. That three. was number. Three. Number. Wow, we're blazing through this. What's number four? Poor. Well, the. Number four, I'm, I'm going to keep on talking about the Zoom for a second. Oh, sure. I think yeah, one, yeah. one, one <laughs> really, uh, please. <laughs> one just, it's awesome to just have all those effects at your fingertips. Like for someone who's just starting out or something, or even if you can only bring so much stuff with you, it's pretty cool to just, you know, let's say you're like, dang it, I didn't bring my phaser pedal. Like you got a phaser pedal. Very useful. Uh-huh. Everyone should use one of those things. And runs on some AA batteries. So <laughs> oh, if you're, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you've got a choice between watching TV or your Zoom, take Bluetooth, out the, you know, the, take get out the, the remote. This, yeah. the remote. <laughs> this is silver Zoom, right? The silver. <laughs> this one's blue. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I have the it old silver, silver one. Too. I still have an old silver Zoom. Oh, yeah. So those ones are cool too. Have you, have you tried any of the? I, I noticed that uh, Sansamp has a couple of uh, kind of multi effect. Uh, pedals uh, that they put out a while back. I know that we talked about the the Sansa oh, yeah. base DI, but have you tried any of the uh, the new multi effect ones? Uh, that Sansa I haven't put out? seen. They had a bunch of like ones with like little small knobs or something on that. Is yeah, that it was, right? It was, like, a, it was a it was probably I don't know sixteen or eighteen inches wide and had you know like a a number of different things. One was for like an acoustic guitar. One was for an electric. One was for a bass. Did you play them? Was it cool or? Um, I have never tried one. I've I've done some research on them, but um, okay. I haven't I haven't tried. Them. I should have tried them at the yeah. show. Now that I think of it, one thing I was impressed with at the show was those Keeley pedals, like the Loomer, and maybe it was like the Dark Side yeah. of the Moon or something. Did you guys try those out? Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just like so. It's kind of the same sort of thing as a multi effect. Like you've got three really cool kind of yeah, you know, digital effects as well as like a distortion, you know, which can kind of do everything you want. I thought that was pretty cool. The dark side and the moon is a really nice, very well put together and very solid. Like you pick it up and you go, totally. yeah, this is solid. Yeah, it doesn't for sure. feel like, um, it doesn't feel like a toy, even or or you know, some of the multi processors you pick them up and you're like. Uh. <laughs> I can break this <laughs> yeah. by bending it. Just it just feels so ch- <laughs> It feels like you're copping out almost, you know, like, ugh, I'm yeah. settling. But uh, other ones actually are like, whoa, this is legit. So, anyways, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, on to number four. All right. Uh, that would just be uh, Crybaby Wah Pedal. And um, I don't know, like, there's a lot of other Wah Pedals that I've used that maybe have a better sound or something, but... You can always find a crybaby at a guitar store, and it's a pretty usable wah pedal. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't use the the crybaby. I always build ones myself, but uh, it's pretty good. Right it's on. A good pedal. And any particular? I mean, it's kind of weird. They've taken like one pedal that does one thing and made like a hundred versions of it. Oh somehow. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know how they managed to do that. Some of the componentry. Do you well, do you find on, your? It's not unlike the the Gibson Les Paul. It's like how many are there yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, so do you find you using it as a true wah, or do you like to do like a fixed point kind of a? Uh, uh yeah, I'll just use it as like either like fixed point or like a slower sweeping filter just to. Uh, you know, you can just kind of do so many effects, sort of simulate the sound of a phaser or mm-hmm. whatever you want, kind of with a wah pedal. It could be just a treble boost or kind of make the guitar sort of disappear in the darker regions and do a lot of like, uh, 
don't know, just find it very, very useful. Cool. Right. Awesome, man. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty fun four on the floor. Let's get on with the interview portion of this, what All probably right. most people have been waiting for, and myself included. Um, for oh, just, just a quick introduction, uh, as far as from my perspective, uh, you have a brand and a, and, a, and a presence out on the inter-ether, creating some pretty wild stuff. And you, you guys are wild in nature. It's entertaining. You have an entertaining brand. If you watch any videos that, that Death by Audio has put together, I think at bare minimum, it's going to inspire you to make some really loud, raucous noise and, and join in. You're not taking yourself too seriously, it seems, which is hey, pretty Hey, watch healthy. it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. He resembles everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, yeah, this is somebody that, that I've wanted to have on the show for some time because I, I, I think they're unique out in the, in the guitar world. And I'm really happy to have the, the founder of Death by Thanks Audio Thanks for having here. me. Yeah. So let's get to where you started. Not necessarily your, your, your brand, but I want to know where sort of like the, the genesis of how Oliver got into making crazy music came into play. Uh, I mean, it comes from so many different places, I guess. I always kind of, at some point, just sort of fell in love with electric guitar. And, um, you know, once you kind of could crank and amp up and play guitar, you know, you just kind of felt the magic of what that was all about. And so when my parents would leave, I used to have this giant like SVT amp that I bought from a friend that, you know, my parents didn't really know about. And I'd like take it out of in my room and like just blast it out and shake the whole house <laughs> and uh um, that was kind of like you know starting exciting i would go see bands and then kind of really wanted to play music with friends and so we started kind of doing that and then eventually um was like really inspired by i went to art school and there was uh, all these crazy like house shows where people would throw out like abandoned warehouses and and like alleyways and down like train tunnels and stuff and so uh, that kind of introduced me to a lot of like noise music and noise musicians. And I want to—I would like to know what your first guitar was. Uh, it was a Gibson SG that my brother had bought, and uh, he didn't want because uh, he kind of like started to learn to play guitar, and then I think lost interest. Let's elaborate. Is it the standard or the faded, or was it a special? I don't. Maybe it's the standard. It's like just that, like plain walnut one. Yeah, and it's like it was like a homemade cutout pickguard from this piece of mirror. I think someone thought was cool. <laughs> and, uh, don't try this yeah. at home. Peter. Yeah, exactly. But um, did it have a broken headstock on it? Nope, still got the headstock on it. Okay, still cool. fine. Because I I had yeah. one with a a mirror pickguard that I made, but oh, I broke wow. the headstock, and the insurance company took it because they paid me for it. So oh, oh wow, that would be funny so, if that was the one. Yeah. If, if they fixed it, nobody could tell. But that's why I asked. Yeah. yeah. Why did you have the mirror? Maybe some artist had that same guitar or something like that. Uh yeah, Matt Guitar Murphy, Blues Brothers uh, band. He, that's incredible. That's yeah. so funny. That would make sense. Yes, sir. Yeah, there well, especially if, if if that makes sense for Jared a whole lot. Yeah. Uh you're talking about seeing bands and stuff. I'm just curious, like yeah. based on the kind of pedals you're making and the noise you're making now what was an early uh inspiration for you you mean just like bands or stuff yeah music wise like what really grabbed you by the ears early on i guess at first we kind of when hearing bands like uh the jesus and mary chain or my bloody valentine that kind of got me excited into kind of 
you know, effects pedals and wanting to create music and sounds, which would kind of take us, take me to those kind of psychedelic sort of places. But, uh, you know, I don't know, later watching like noise acts and stuff, it was bands like uh, six finger satellite and lightning bolt. And, um, you know, I don't know, uh, all sorts of Providence kind of bands, but that's where I was living. So that's why that made sense. Okay. That's cool. Well, that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, there are, um, sort of large expansive noise, uh, bands. So, um, you sure. know what you're doing right now definitely seems like it aligns. Um, one of the big things I think it's worth mentioning, you are known for fuzz. I, is that safe to say? Do you think that's safe to say? <laughs> sure, it could be. Yeah, I mean, we definitely make a lot of things which uh, have like the capability to also distort and hear what it sounds like when you take the effect that we make in, you do distort it or take it to the limit. It's, uh, you know, I think kind of just the nature of different processors and chips, it's kind of interesting when you do kind of like take them to the limit and you know, give the user the ability to uh, sort of do that. Right. I think the uh, the Echo Dream uh, 2 sure. is a, a very good example of that. Like, hey, we make an Echo machine, but it's got fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 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 several other things to completely blow out any intentional music you're trying to create as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were some inspirations pedal-wise for you? I, I mean, I've... I've think it's safe to say this probably the big muff was but um how, what are what were some other ones uh i mean just kind of whatever i could get my hands on and definitely i liked a lot of that electro harmonic stuff and uh you know like the memory mans and the filter matrix flangers and polychorus and all of that uh those micro synth pedals were like really cool and definitely took apart a bunch of those i really love the mutron stuff i think that those circuits were like really so rich and warm and all of them in that series just kind of had such a sound that I felt like was really important. Uh, even like a lot of those pedals from like the seventies and whatnot, which kind of maybe don't totally work right. And some of those old flangers and um, like the Chenet fuzzoise and stuff where there's kind of like some bad components where like the, you know, while you're trying to use the wah, it like cuts in and out and, I think that uh, those are kind of like some of the coolest sounds, I think. So, you know, it's almost anyone can kind of like, uh, you know, play guitar in some ways, not necessarily, but, you know, um, but there's like a moment when you're like scrambling to like make your sound work where you're like really kind of on the edge and anxious and mm -hmm. that's uh, just exciting. Well, one thing that I think your pedals offer is sort of a, um they allow spontaneity to happen. Yeah. I think that that is a, an interesting thing to have within your music quiver of, sure. of instruments because so much of the time when you're creating music, you're playing guitars, you're like, all right, I got, I'm making a song. Great. You made a song. Now I'm going to practice that song a million times so I don't mess it up on stage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get on stage and you find yourself in a moment where you're like, oh man, I really want to get some like squealy harmonic right here to just accent the feeling that I have right now. But you haven't prepared yourself with the equipment to, to maybe be able to For sure. do that completely spontaneously. 
Yeah. And and your your pedals seem to have uh, a lot of that built into it. Yeah, I mean I think that stuff is like kind of important and I don't know if other people are really even embracing that so much and creating effects like a lot of these uh you know, as I was kind of touching on before, some of this stuff from the 60s and 70s and whatnot had sort of problems. So, like, when you would take them to the limit, it would sort of do something additionally, which would kind of, like, sort of mess it up, and people kind of take out some of these, like, really interesting and spontaneous sounds to make the pedals, like, more, like, universal and usable. So, um, I just think it's kind of fun to sort of embrace, yeah, like, the performance and you know, what it's going to be to like translate some feeling or emotion into playing guitar, playing this music and, you know, giving you the kind of tools to, uh, you know, I don't know, turn your guitar into, uh, you know, a fist or something like that and uh, do something maybe you wouldn't normally do with uh, practice. Mm -hmm. I think the year, the fuzz gun is one of those that I especially took to in the sense that you have a fuzz pedal, a very, very adequate fuzz pedal with like loads of Velcro-y, gatey business going on. It has an oscillator toggle. So you go from straight gate to oscillator. And uh, when I was playing, I was like, well, I'm, let's see what this does. And I went to oscillate and I started playing. I didn't really oscillate much. But then I stopped playing. Then I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then it just started giving me all kinds of frequency. You know, sure. it was like, you know, if, like just like you're standing in front of an amp with your guitar trying to get those yeah. squealy, you know, harmonic uh, oscillations going. And Yeah, and, I mean, that could be really difficult at times because it's like every guitar you plug up into that pedal sounds different. And, you know, if you're trying to re-replicate the same sounds, that could be a problem. But, um, you yes. know, maybe that's... Uh, <laughs> But, but that's, that's something that you should strive for as a musician. Right. That That's not, that's, that's where the spontaneous part, because you don't, he's like, I don't know what frequency is going to come out of this right now. Although you can dial that in a little bit, but what's, what I found equally interesting, um, because I, I typically don't read the things straight away. I just want to kind of play around with them and see what, what I can get out of it. Like sure. the instructions and stuff. It started to get like crazy. So I just said, well, I better turn this down. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I, Oh my gosh, I can control I can control this oscillation and the squeal with my volume knob. Yeah. And my tone knob. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So <laughs> And your switch. And your switch. Yeah. yeah oh my switch. That's yeah. right. I was flipping the switches. I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so uh that was really neat. And 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 I, I personally I like to have as much control as I can when I'm playing live because sure. uh I don't, you know, I don't like messing up. Um, yeah, you're but, not like a control freak or anything. Uh, no, nah, not me. <laughs> me? Yeah. Uh, but this was, uh, this was like, Hey, I, 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 I kind of like to explore with, with doing something like this. So anyways, that was, that was really, that was cool. really neat. I, I think the common theme on a lot of these, these pedals is mm-hmm. it introduces chaos. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and that's, you know, and that, and that can be from a creative standpoint. I mean, it can be, you know, especially in a live situation. Yeah. yeah. Is it repeatable? Probably not. But you can, you know, do different things and, you know, we've all done it, you know, throw the guitar into the speaker and, you know, yeah. make some sure. kind of noises come out and that sort of thing. But, yeah. But it, yeah, in that, in that respect. Well, it, and even on the simple, you know, I would call it simple, the fuzz war. I mean, it's, it's a massive box. And yeah. on one hand, one might say, why is this box so big? And why are these <laughs> knobs so big? And then you're standing there playing and then you realize I can control the tone while I'm playing with my foot. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so how did you, it's, it's one thing to say, ah, I really like music. I really like making crazy chaotic music and I'm inspired and yada, yada, yada. How does one go from there into then understanding electronics and making pedals? Uh, I mean, at, at the time, like, uh, I was in, you know, some different kinds of bands and we were just kind of really trying to do stuff and really nobody ever kind of pays attention to your bands. Cause like kind of who would, a lot of times we get like kicked out of places and whatnot. And so, <laughs> um, the, uh, we're always just kind of trying to have to sort of do every sort of aspect of it. So you sort of become like, um, you know, the, the record producer and you're recording your music and then you're also making the posters for the shows and trying to get people out and stuff. And one of those things of, uh, you know, trying to do more with the music was even just to explore what could be done with like while recording with effects and everything. So it was kind of just the desire to want to create other atmospheres. And so this was kind of the days before there was any of this information on the internet. I would just go to different libraries all over in my travels and check out electronics books and read them. And, um, you know, just trying to take apart things as I possibly could. And, you know, even doing things like teaching myself how to solder it like took me years to just even figure out how to actually solder and you know all sorts of stuff where i just really wanted to uh, make this stuff happen did you have any like aha moment that clicked for you along the you know the the path of learning uh i mean i guess once i finally kind of figured out how to solder that was a really big aha moment and and then I guess, you know, just so we kind of, the more things you would sort of do, you kind of keep on having those aha moments. And, you know, once you can sort of figure out what, you know, I don't know, you're, they're kind of talking about in an electronics book. There was books that I would read and I wouldn't understand a word of what they were talking about. And I would read the whole book. So I guess uh, once you kind of start to piece those pieces together, that's at least, um, you know, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you go through lots of, trials and tribulations and things are tough and you have lots of those like oh never you know charge someone a hundred dollars to build some custom pedal or uh, <laughs> you know something like that um, i guess but uh it's interesting to find for for me to understand how how people get into this because it seems like something that is not easily gotten into because <laughs> You can have a great idea and say, I wish a pedal could do this. And you can say, ooh, I wish this pedal looked like this. And I like, uh, you know, uh, you. but when it comes down to it, unless you're having somebody else actually put together the circuits, you have to either figure that out or, you know, or buy them like as in a kit or something. But obviously True. most people are actually figuring it out. And that's just, that's one of those things I just, I have a, a huge amount of respect for because it's, complicated stuff unless you have loads and loads of time to dedicate to do like 90% of it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, at the time when I was doing a lot of the learning, like um, I was living in this like warehouse for free in Virginia and um, I didn't really need barely any money. I think it said like on my tax returns or something that I made like $3,000 that year or something. So uh, I was able to just like work you know, around the clock on trying to figure this stuff out and experimenting and, you know, kind of teaching myself along the way, I guess. The majority of your pedals right now are, are 
as we said, pretty heavy, like, you know, fuzz related induced things. But you, I think recently have been waning a little bit more towards um, more complicated sound machines. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, just the nature of, I guess, where you want to go when you get more comfortable with kind of doing things that are more complex. Um, uh, I mean, recently, I've really just been getting into like a lot of computer programming. And so I've just been kind of teaching myself a couple of different uh, kind of languages and sort of, you know, diving into that too. But we haven't done anything that's totally digital yet at the moment. But um that's what I've been working on recently. But besides that, I guess we made like some kind of really lo-fi sort of pitch shifters. And uh, we re-came out with like the pedal that kind of started Death by Audio, the Total Sonic Annihilation with Total Sonic Annihilation 2, which just kind of forces your pedals back into themselves. That's actually a pretty simple concept. So can um, you can you elaborate a little bit more on the sure. Total Sonic Annihilation, aside from it being like one of the coolest pedal names ever? There you go. <laughs> uh, well, so basically it takes whatever effects pedals you have on the ground and uh, forces like them back into themselves, like the output back into the input, and you get to like, control how much that happens. And so you're basically kind of like circuit bending your whole pedal board all at once, and that kind of does all of these weird, interesting things where it can either sound like more distortion or like aliens are talking to you or... <laughs> Uh, that happens know. to you too. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or turn your pedals into a transistor radio or something, you know, uh, some of these things, which it's like extremely unpredictable and very like noise, uh, based, or it can just be, you know, depending on how you've dialed in, it can just be like a slight like modifier for your pedal board. So basically it takes whatever pedals you have and then kind of like doubles the number of effects that you have. Cause this pedal depending on, you know, if it's on or off of what's in the loop, changes what the sound of that is. Uh, but And then with the Total Sonic Annihilation 2, we added, like, a couple of extra features, like um, it has a boost and, uh, like, a limiter and also, like, a phase reverse switch. So, like, some things where maybe the phase of what's coming back in the loop counteracts with what was coming out of the loop. So you can flip that and it can do, like, weird, interesting things with, like, uh, phasers or flangers or maybe some pedal that is uh, made incorrectly or so they say where it's like has the phases reversed when you you know i don't know turn on the pedal right but uh so that'll make that work in the loop as well and then also that makes uh the pedal itself if you don't want to put anything in the loop it also works as like a distortion and an oscillating distortion or if you even just plug a cord straight into the output it's just a standalone oscillator cool you had mentioned that uh, you're, you're looking into programming and things like that. Do you see that as the direction that a lot of the pedal makers are going to go, or are they, you know, going back more to more simplistic types of things? Uh, I mean, I think that that's definitely like, you know, the wave of the future, or at least incorporating that with ideas. I mean, you know, it's just kind of open ended. It's like you're dealing with code at the moment, and you know, it's real primitive right now. So. I'm sure at some point it's not unbelievable to just say that, you know, you would have a little box that would have, you know, the exact replication of every single effect pedal that ever was, you know, that you could have at your fingertips, um, you know, to say that that's the ultimate way to interact with the pedal. That's like another story, you know? So I think that mm -hmm. that's where, um, you know, things kind of still could get interesting for these objects that are pedals that you actually use. Cause 
it's maybe a little bit more than just what they sound like. I, I think that's a really good point. And to me, uh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to draw a metaphor here in my professional life. When people ask me what I do, I'm like, it's kind of like the iron chef or chopped except with creative stuff and, and, uh, advertising stuff. You're given a set of parameters and you have to work within those parameters, but you also have to make something amazing out of it. What I like about what you and a, and a handful of other people are doing with these, these pedals, you, you know, you, you're not just saying, here's everything. Here's the entire supermarket. Go ahead and make something. Nine times out of 10, you're going to go for something that's comfortable. Or you may pick something that's so wacky that it just doesn't, it's kind of useless. <laughs> but you're providing parameters, which I think is really interesting because you're, you're saying you can do anything you want as long as, it's, as long as it's within this. And the thing that I'm giving you is going to allow you to step far enough out of your box to where you're going to be uncomfortable, but maybe not so far that you're going to kind of get lost and give up. Yeah. I mean, it is like a tool, you know, you know, so it should kind of be, you know, I feel like there are at least the things that we do are like designed to do like sort of specific things. It's like, you don't really want like a hammer with a lawnmower attached to it. You know? <laughs> I so, think that would honestly, you know, that would be cool. That would, all right. <laughs> it would be really cool, you know, <laughs> Yeah, but dangerous, uh, but cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so, you know, uh, I think that, that's, you know, really almost all you're doing with, you know, at some point, if you like know everything there is to know about designing any effect pedal you possibly could, it really kind of comes down to, you know, what are you going to make and what, how is this going to react with the musician and stuff? And so, and I think that that is a lot of times like a more important question than, um, you know, I don't know, just sort of like whether something is like the right transistor or something is sort of, right. you know, does it kind of, uh, you know, work to create a flow of, you know, people creating music. Yeah. It's kind of like a mystery switch, like, or, or, or just there having something that's going to be like, who knows what's going to happen when you do this. I think one of the, one of the ones that strikes me the most that you do with this, um, and is evident from watching a specific video that I saw is the, the evil filter. And uh, I was looking for more information on this. Surprisingly, there, there isn't as, as much out there as I, as I would have liked because I think it's a terribly interesting pedal. And I watched one, it was uh, Joel from uh, Chicago Music Exchange. The video was about 12 minutes long, maybe 15. And I'm pretty sure at least 11 of those were spent going over what each of the knobs does. <laughs> and, and the thing is, he's an amazing player. And here he is just going ad, ad nauseum about, and then if you do this, it'll do this. And if you do this, it'll do this. And you flip this, it'll switch. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, wow, uh, I don't know what this does yet. <laughs> but I'm That's terribly funny. intrigued. Sure. So you, you've got a, a really wide range of pedals uh, in offering everything from just, you know, overdrives and and, and echo machines and, and loads of awesome fuzz stuff. And now you're getting into a borderline Euro rack and a, and a pedal box kind of thing. Sure. What, where do you, are you hoping to take Death by Audio? I guess, you know, just I guess in a place where we're kind of even you know, innovating and creating more things. It's like I try to sort of have as much time as possible to just kind of focus on, um, you know, inventing new things and kind of you know, experimenting with new technologies. And, you know, we also just have to do a lot of other things here. So mm -hmm. um, I guess as much as possible, just kind of continuing furthering experimentation and 
you know, working with other people to see kind of where we can push the boundaries and see what you can make. I would love to see, I'm, this isn't necessarily a challenge to you, but I, I yeah, think sure. that there's a lot of room. Um, one person that I know is, is really pushing these boundaries is, is Frank Dimel. Dimel Guitars out in Germany. I would love to see a little bit more push towards onboard like guitar guitar stuff. Sure. Not not crazy pants. I don't need I don't need a pedal board on the guitar, but like maybe there's just like one switch that, you know, like yours. It's like, hey, boom, you're gonna you switch go. that. And instead of going from, you know, uh switching pickups, it's gonna give you an oscillator. Like just, you know. You know what I always thought would be a cool little passive effects box for that is just a box where you just have like a just a piezo in the box, mm-hmm. you know, and it hooks up to the thing because if you even just have that like in a box attached to your guitar through the guitar jack, uh, it sounds pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. If you, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you, <laughs> if you, if, if you end up doing anything like that, be sure you there you go. Give us, give yeah. us a holler. Uh, For sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. I really appreciate you taking time to to go over Death by Audio. And uh, there you and, go. Thanks for having me. If, on. if you guys aren't familiar with them yet, be sure to get to their site. Check out the Instagram. Um, I think you guys do a great job of letting people know who you really are as a company as well. I think. Oh, cool. You know, some brands are like, "This is my pedal," and then you're like, "Well, what about you?" And, yeah. and the neat thing about the guitar world and, and, and gear world is that, yeah, we can go buy a piece of something, but the reason that we actually like listen to podcasts and watch the videos and want to meet the people is that we, we want to have a, you know, some other kind of attachment to, uh, I like this because it sounds good, but also I really dig who made it. And I think yeah. that's important. And you guys do a great job right of that. Up. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of cool people out there building stuff and you kind of just find out every time you go to one of these things like NAM or something, how kind of great the community is and yeah. the cool kind of support for all this stuff. So pretty cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to transition into our Jared's favorite subject. Would you rather? <laughs> all right. All right, man. Nice. This week's <laughs> Would You Rather is brought to us by our new patron, Rick Langlu. So, your plane crashed on a desert island. <laughs> Lucky you, Tom DeLong of Blank 182. Nice. That rhymes. Was on the plane with his guitars, but you can only save one guitar from the crash. Well, you know, because it's burning and plane fuel is really bad and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. man. So Terrible for a guitar is, is, is Tom okay? Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. You're saving Whatever, the guitar. guitars. You know, we're saving yeah. the guitars. Yeah. Right. Probably not a bad thing. They're instantly relic. <laughs> do you get Tom DeLong's sing- signature Fender guitar? Ooh. Or do you get Tom DeLong's signature Gibson? So his signature Fender or his signature Gibson? All right. Uh... uh Let's see. Tony, go ahead. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the signature Gibson. Okay. Why? Because only Gibson is good enough. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's like a 30-year-old slogan. It is. (laughs) I mean, I'm dating myself, aren't I? As long as the headstock didn't snap off. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You know, that, and that's interesting. You know, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a Fender 
because of the maple necks have a broken headstock. I yeah, think I saw some chips and some. I think the only reason they get defaced is from people just cutting them. Yeah, you know, purposely. Yeah. So for those who don't the know, Lord it's sort of like a spoken. 335 style. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. Single pickup. It's single got pickup. Racing stripes. Racing stripe right down the middle. I'm just reiterating everything that Tony says because he, he knows everything. <laughs> it's kind of tannish. And and for for Bronzes. let's be clear, the uh, the fender is like a Strat body. It's almost like a Strat Renita, like a Cabernita, but a, yeah. a Strat. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Tony, I'm sa- I'm, I'm still going with the Gibson. I okay. mean, I'd like I I like the 335 yeah. body guitars, and and you know that one in particular is kind of cool because of the racing stripe. Okay, dig it, Oliver. How about you? Definitely the Gibson. I mean, if you're on an island, there's probably not an amp, so 335 would be a little bit louder, Good probably. Point. And, Good yeah, point. That's an you know, excellent uh, point. Also, maybe you could use it as like a floating device, or maybe a, <laughs> a, a, or a paddle, a paddle. If you're you making know, a yeah. raft. Yeah, that is, all these things are true. You're so practical, yeah. Oliver. Yeah. Well, uh, we just had a plane crash. You know? yeah. <laughs> Jared. It would make all the sense in the world to grab the Gibson, right? <laughs> right. But I'm just going to go against the Gibson grade. Hey, there oh, you go. No. I'm going to go for that Stratocaster. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, okay. I mean, it, I'm just picking it because no one else is picking it, and <laughs> it deserves to be picked by at least one person. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'll pick it. All right. Good job. Jared, yeah. thank you. I am going to go. Here we go, everybody. I'm going to go with the Fender. No. <laughs> this is true, but I'm <laughs> going to it. use it to kill a boar. Ah, anyway, hey, there you go. That's ah, smart. Be right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I and, like it. And crack open coconuts. I love yeah. it. And that's uh, true. You can That's too. true. You could. That's yeah. right. The maple neck. <laughs> that's good right. ideas. No problem. Yeah. Yes. And crack Tony over the head and grab his uh, Gibson uh, <laughs> yeah. three, uh, Tom DeLonge 335 style. Last uh, can of water. <laughs> uh, all right, we got a few people to thank real quick, and then we'll we'll let uh, Oliver go here in just a second. Tony Baloney, hit it, baby. Well, at this point in the show, we like to thank a special group of people that join us via Patreon.com forward slash The Guitar Knobs. And these are our executive producers, and there are various levels that you can join in and help support the podcast, and we greatly appreciate each and every level. But at this level, you get a great prize package, including T-shirt and uh, barefoot, barefoot buttons, buttons stickers. and stickers and picks and bears. Oh, my. And and the best part of being an executive producer is to have your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Woo-hoo. So uh, I am going to thank and welcome on board Mr. Rick Lenglou. Thank you, Rick. He's our newest uh, executive producer. That's right. Thank I like you so him. much. I like him. Also, let's welcome uh, Michael McVeigh, Michael Sanchek, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Doug Gann, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant. Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Robert Marfleet, John Anglin, Chris Kearney, Sean S. Oliver Gonzalez, John Daly, Robin Smith, Pete Marshall, Carlos Mancha, Matt Brammer, David Wolfson, 
Martin Cliff and Tom Barazin. Tom Barazin. There we go. Barazin. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Your help is so welcome and needed, and we truly appreciate you. And it's just great knowing that you guys are out there digging what we are doing. Oliver from yeah. Death by Audio, thank you so much for joining us on our show. Um, I really appreciate you sharing everything with our audience. Where can people find you? Uh, deathbyaudio.com Okay. And how about your band? Um, a, a place to bury strangers.com Right on. Excellent. There you go. Tony Baloney. Let's just say you need a special pick guard. You've got an anniversary coming up. I need two of them, by the way. I know you need two of them. Or you're changing out pickups, whatever you want. Right. Go over to pickguardian.com. See, you know, uh, the sky's the limit. Really. Or you need to put a pick guard on that Tom DeLong. Or you need to, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Just give them a call. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Or an email. Yeah. Or an email. Or go over to Instagram, check out some of the other projects I've been working on outside of Pick Guardian, too. Perfect. Jared? Well, if you guys need some new pickups, some new old looking pickups to match some other old pickups, more that importantly, are old, really great sounding pickups. Eh, you're right. They do sound good. Thank you. Uh, BrandonWoundPickups.com. Jared, J A R E D, at BrandonWoundPickups. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am now on a Facebook group called Brandon Wound Pickup Fans. Please join us there. And uh, especially if you're a Guitar Knobs listener, I will definitely let you in the group. I do little special videos that I only post to that group. So please join us there. Yeah. And you can hit me up, DM, uh, that's that's a direct message, on Instagram if you want to share something. Uh, we would love to hear your would-you-rathers, so send them in. Continue to send them in. We're getting really fun ones. It's great. That's a good one. And uh, you can also shoot me an email, todd at theguitarknobs.com. Everybody, have an awesome guitar week. We shall talk to you soon again. And subscribe! Let me prepare myself. Are we recording? Langlois? How do you say his name? Langlois. 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 Now the internet here is poopy. New patron, Rick Lang. Glue. Glue. <laughs> Mootron. Langlois. No. Langlue. 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 Oh. <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> oh, <God. Okay. laughs> All right. We're going to get through this. <clears throat> All right. I like you. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.